Oh yeah, it sounds like you're playing with matches. Uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> what are you gonna do? We're all, we're all gonna die. <laughs> okay, no, sorry, I'm gonna stop now. Just uh, let's let's roll. All right, well, uh, welcome to another episode of This Might Sound Crazy. I'm Lou. I'm back at it again. And who are you? I'm Patrick. Yeah, we're we're back. <laughs> We we put we'll put out an episode, and a week later we'll put out an episode. Then we'll wait an, a year and a half, and we'll put out another episode. <laughs> I was looking at that the other day on uh, the podcast app, just the big gap. Because I was like wondering, like, oh man, how many gaps have we had in between episodes? The episodes that we've been doing recently, and it's like pretty sizable gaps, and just that one random one in the middle of a year and a half. But you know, hey, you get them when you get them. I find that we uh, have stuck with this podcast. Man, it's so funny. Like when you go looking for new podcasts, and you like you discover one, and you like it, and you realize it's only thirty episodes, and then they never did it again. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's we're like uh, the Venture Brothers. Like they come out when they come out, or two albums, yeah. you know. Yeah, you get it when you get it, and be happy when you do, mother flower. <laughs> I don't know. Is that something you're saying uh, because you can't swear in front of your child? You know, I'm trying to curb the swearing a little bit. Uh, I definitely like. There's that stupid expression that uh, cursing is the linguistic crutch of the uneducated, which I don't believe that that's true. But, uh, you know, I find I could definitely be more creative with my speech. Than, I mean, uh, you can I swear, am. but I, I know people who will, like, say a swear, like, they'll just say, fuck, like, every, like, twice or in a sentence for absolutely no reason. Yeah, and you, you know? just sound like an idiot. Like, yeah, uh, you sound like Ricky from uh, Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, but, like, not entertaining. Um, Paige is watching this show. I think it's called Floribama Shore or something. Uh, no, like not her too. Well, you know, it's quarantine, <laughs> man. People got to stay entertained, and this is how you do it. Like, I get it. She also started watching that shit, shit Creek show, which, like, that's totally the case in point. Like, crap, I can't watch because I'm not going to watch three seasons of a show. I actually, I actually like good. that show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is, is the first season good? The first season's okay. Uh, this, but I, the second season is where like you like the characters really like fill out their their boots. Okay, and also I, like you know it, it's hard for me to like oh Chris Elliott's in this I have to watch it you know. Oh, I didn't know Chris Elliott was in it. I yeah, he Chris plays uh, he plays Roland shit. Oh, uh, that's a pretty funny name. Yeah, um, yeah, but she's watching those two shows and like case in point, I can't watch stuff like Shit's Creek because I'm not waiting a full season for something to get good, and I certainly can't watch Floribama Shore because. It sounds like every time she watches it, it's like a reel of someone testing out the beep button on like a sound board where they have to censor like swear words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like constant beep, 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 and the beep is become really annoying and just. Yep. It's that four. Swearing, uh, I, obviously, I can't remember done. what it is like the four hundred and forty hertz beep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like, that's I the don't... frequency. I'm not sure. Yeah, and we could. We could be better. But anyways, yeah. Welcome back to another episode of This Might Sound yeah, Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or This Might Sound Boring. You know what? I, I, I want to take, take a bit of stuff back that I've said in the past. And it's... It's, it's about the it's, black people? No, no. It's about... Uh, oh, so you're sticking by what you said about black people. I, 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 yes, I'm sticking by what I said about black people, that they're wonderful and we should stop shooting them. They are wonderful and that every black person is at least... 10 to 15% cooler than their white counterpart. I am, I am simply trying to talk about uh, uh, Canadian television and how it's not the best at times. Um, but I got to say, like, I, I forget that like Hannibal was shot in Canada, and that that is a well-done show, in my opinion. Yeah, it's yeah. shot in Canada, but it's also because it's an American production company. And Scott Thompson's in it. Yeah, but it's an American production company. Oh yeah, but you like you know like X Files was an American pr production company, but you were still able to tell that it was shot in Canada. Yeah, but that's just because of the geography. It's not because of the writing or the. That's like, true because you visual can you can disguise quality, like Southern you know. Ontario as like Maryland or Illinois or Indiana. You can because it's all kind of the same geography. You're right, but like yeah. if you're in if you're in uh, like Vancouver, it's just like Seattle and <laughs> like what else? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I remember watch I was watching shows... an episode and they were like Arizona, and I'm like, "There's mountains and trees." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've been to Arizona. There are mountains and trees in Arizona, but it's definitely not that. No, kind but of it's not the land. You're looking for the Roadrunner to come out of the corner. You know, it's yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
that's that's definitely very Arizona. Um, yeah, no Canadian TV that's like produced by Canadians, made by Canadians, one hundred percent. It all has this weird kind of like foggy, cheap public TV look to it. Even but now, Shit's Creek is good though. Shit's Creek Canadian show that I forgot, and I, I don't think I mentioned it before. Good show. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. Netflix is uh, opening up a new production studio in Canada to produce more exclusively Canadian content with Canadian producers and companies. I I just hope they don't stick to that. Like it has to be Canadian. It has to like, that's, that's the thing that bothers me, you know? Yeah. That, that gets me so annoyed too. this whole, but like, that's something that has to be done for Canadian television and Canadian radio because of Canadian broadcasting standards where, it has to have, and like I understand, like representing your country in your country, but how about representing quality music in your country? Well, <laughs> you if, know what like, I mean. Also, if if you're going to make it an export, quality art, why not? Like, I'm not saying like make it appealing to everyone, but make it so that someone else can watch it and it makes sense to them. Because I ca- I can't watch like what's that show with the two fucking hicks, Letterkenny. I can't watch that. Yeah, I can't watch it either. Yeah, yeah. And and like I know people who are like, "Oh, it's fucking funny." And like there are people whose opinions I respect. It's a well-done show yeah, for yeah. what it is, but what it is doesn't last yeah. very well outside of like a few episodes or a whole season. It's just the same thing. Like people think I like I would like it cuz like, "Oh, you're from a small town." I'm like, "I'm not from a farming community, you know." Yeah. <laughs> and like I, I didn't I didn't like small town stuff growing up. I I was like, "I want to move to the city. I want to play video games, you know." Yeah, yeah, want to not live in a small town. <laughs> but yeah, the, that show, like, it's it's a good show for what it is, but it just, yeah, it, it wears thin on the concept pretty quickly, I found. Um, so, yeah, I'll be interested to see what they pump out that is Canadian-centric or just produced by Canadians um, that isn't the... Because that's the thing, it's for streaming services, so it's not like you have to be wary of Canadian standards and practices because it's the goddamn internet, so... I also remember North of 60 being a good show. Uh, Yeah, very Canadian show. Well, yeah, but it's also like a really grim, dark show. It is well. a grim, dark show. But yeah. like, I mean, like there's a certain camera quality thing where like it looks Canadian. Yeah, that's true. You know? It's 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 kind and of like, like when you watch British TV and it moves funny because it's like 50 hertz or something. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's synonymous too when someone says, oh, it looks like it's Canadian TV or it looks like it's British TV. It's because they mean it looks cheap. Or Mexican TV just has women with like crazy huge boobs. Isn't that a thing? Uh, I don't know, but it sounds like a good thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do, do, uh, do you want to get into today's episodes? Yeah. Well, are we hindered by Canadian broadcasting standards? And no, we're, we're not. Because we're going, no, okay, good. <laughs> we're going all the way across the planet to the Ural Sorry. Mountains. We've been to Ural Mountains before. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yes, we have. Because uh, today we're talking about the Kamar Daban incident. Uh, Love I the Ural uh, Mountains this time of year. Yeah, I think it, it's also called the Hamar Daban incident, aka Hamar. the Buryata, or sorry, the Buryatia incident, or the Buryatia Dyatlov Pass. There's a lot of names for this thing. Um, yep. Uh, I got I, basically most of this stuff I uh, learned from um, uh, this YouTuber named Kadaber who did a, episode, a great episode on the K- Kamar Daban incident. Uh, also, as uh, information from dietlovepass.com uh, slash hamardaban or hamardaban. If we're going to talk about YouTubers, you should probably also plug, uh, or I would like to plug, just the YouTube channel, Just Interesting. Just Interesting? Yeah, Just Interesting. They have a lot of um, subject matter that relates to conspiracy theories and just strange world events and just things that are just interesting um i'm gonna have to good, write that down it's a good channel yeah. I'd, you'd probably like it a lot uh, another source that i used was medium.com um uh i i tried to i tried to make sure that everything lined up because i find that one source will ha- say something that like doesn't quite line up with other things yeah um yeah i get that yeah or it's just like off by a shade if not several. <laughs> so this is definitely internet. a statement that I've said before, but if you listen to this show and you have been for a while, then you're more than likely heard of the uh, Dietlov Pass, right? I mentioned it a few episodes ago, and to be honest, I don't think it's a topic we'll ever cover because it's been done to death. 
you can yeah. watch several YouTube videos about it. There are podcasts that cover it uh, really well. But here's a here's a brief refresher for those of you who don't know. Also, if you don't know, uh, don't listen to this episode just yet, and go listen to any episode of your of show you would like that talk about the Dietlov Pass. So, in 1959, a bunch of healthy young students from a polytechnical school in Russia go prancing around in the Ural Mountains and are killed. The circumstances um, and evidence surrounding the deaths are extremely bizarre. Most of it could be chalked up to natural phenomena, things like. Um, uh, paradoxical paradoxical undressing from hypothermia uh, but there's also some really fun conspiracies out there that exist and uh, this is a topic that uh, people have done to death yeah there's all this stuff about like the rate of decay for the bodies and how they were found like one's up a tree one's underneath a ice bed and then they all were tested and found to have radiation on them which was just weird but like there's that, natural that might have been from the polytechnical sco- but... Uh, school but yeah yeah you're, you're right so the Kamar Daban incident, uh, which we'll be talking about, uh, is more recent. Uh, we have eyewitness testimony of the account, uh, and it's um, compared. If you uh, personally, I think this is the way more interesting story. Okay, yeah, that, that sounds cool. Let's get into that because, yeah, with the Diallo of Pass, like the only thing, like there's one quote-unquote survivor, but uh, it's a very, very old gentleman, and he was one of the hikers that turned back at like the base of the mountain because I don't know whether it was he got sick. So it's like, oh, that's not very interesting. It's not yeah, like yeah. he could say anything that can add to the story other than, oh, it's a good thing that I didn't go up there because all my friends died and I didn't. <laughs> so, yeah, let's let's talk about it, man. So on August 2nd of 1993, a professional climber named Ludmila Koronova brought six students out to the uh, Hamar Daban mountain range in southern Siberia. Her students were all young teens and 20-some-year-olds from Kazakhstan. Their names were Tatiana Filipenko, who was 24. Very nice. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I just had to do it and get out of the way. I apologize. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you did and I didn't. Yeah. Um, so, that was, uh, sorry, that was Tatiana Filipenko, 24. Alexander Christian, uh, 23. Uh, Dennis Shvashkin, sorry if I'm butchering these names, 19. Timur Bapinov, who was 15. Victoria, a.k.a. Vika uh, Zalasova. And finally, Valentina, a.k.a. Valya Utonchenko, who was 17 at the time. Uh, also, uh, uh, here's a little like uh, fun fact. Uh, people in Russia, or that area, who have the name Alexander or Alex are often retur- referred to as Sasha. Oh yeah, why is yeah, that? I it's it's one of those like Robert Bob, uh, Margaret Peggy. Uh, it's like one of those things, you know. Okay. Like, I I knew a guy named Sasha, and we all called him Sasha, and and it turns out his name's like Alexander. Sasha. <laughs> but it, no, it's a, it's a, it's extremely common. For, Interesting. Uh, yeah. I was not aware of such. Um, and so the this group, uh, it's basically a bunch of students who are uh, with one tr- professional trainer teaching them how to climb mountains, right? Uh, and it seems the relationships in the group were that of close friends. Um, and there's also like uh, some details about Sasha being close with the instructor, Ludmila, but like in a platonic way, you know. Okay. Uh, Ludmila was the instructor. Uh, she would push the young group to do well and to get over those mountains, you know. She was like a hard, beefy 41-year-old woman, you know, and, you know, uh, kind of a babe too. Uh, okay. Her, her and her crew faced bad weather and overcame other obstacles uh, that were, like, no problem for her and her crew, you know. Um, despite being young and fresh, uh, this group was, like, already trained to climb Category 4 mountains. Um, and a quick Google search of what a Category 4 is. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to roll along as if I knew what that meant, but I don't. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend. Like, basically, Category 4 is the easiest... Uh, category uh for a, a mountain basically saying that like yes you can call yourself a mountain climber because you've done you've done the the easy one right i think a cat one was probably the high, uh, the worst one I, i'm not sure oh so it goes in reverse uh, i could be i could, be, I could be wrong easiest. i didn't go that i didn't research it that much <laughs> i never went to college lou so i didn't go to mountain college yeah i certainly didn't go to mountain college let alone a college so <laughs> i don't have one gun, let alone many, to necessitate a gun wreck. <laughs> you know, and if you're not careful, you're going to lose me. Uh, so the group faced a lot of bullshit weather. 
Oh. It's like rainy, monsoony, uh, the weather that made everything wet and heavy. But yeah. uh, this was not this was not going to like we're not going to disappoint Ludmila, you know. We're going to show her uh we're going to show this beefy milf what what's going on, you know. We so, march on, beef babe. Was she actually a mother? Oh yeah, she she had she has a daughter. Um Okay. She wasn't cool. in the group though. Okay. Yeah. So um on the night of August 4th, they stopped uh and they tried to get a fire going uh but because but they couldn't because it was so windy and uh despite their setbacks, the group were pleased with the progress. They were like, "Okay, well, let's keep going." Uh, part of the goal of this trip was to like prove themselves, you know. So like they would they would go the extra mile if they had to, uh, but not not in every case as you're going to see. Um, uh, the deadline for this was that, like we're going to complete this by the seventh. So uh, the night of the fourth suck. Uh, they got blasted with rain and snow. Um, the most disgusting of weathers, by the way, like wet snow. Yeah, that's yeah. And you're the worst part about Canadian winters when it gets all slushy and sludgy and just it's yeah, it's not water, it's not snow, it's just some shitty middle ground. In the morning of the fifth, they packed up and planned to meet the other group that was doing a similar expedition. And coincidentally, that group was being led by Lumita's do- uh, daughter. Right. Oh, okay. Here we go. And uh, in retrospect, this is a decision that baffles some climbers to this day. Why hadn't they stopped in a spot that was closer to the trees? Uh, you know, so they wouldn't be exposed to wind or anything like that. Um, because th- this is one of those things where it's like a minor detail that people will like analyze to death. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like, why did they camp in this specific spot? You know? Um, but no one kind of considers that the group was probably just really exhausted, you know? Uh, so as they hiked uh, to meet the group led by Ludmila's daughter, Sasha, one of the boys, he starts screaming, Right. The group turns around to see like what what's up, and to their horror, they saw him foam at the mouth and spew blood from his eyes uh, uh, as he fell to the ground. Uh, and while he was on the ground, he's like violently thrashing around, and uh, shortly after, he would he would die. You know, spew um, blood from your eyes. I was gonna dude, say, is that a seizure? But what causes you to spew blood from your eyes? That's the thing. Nothing. Uh, so. If you recall earlier, I mentioned that Sasha... First capillary? What is that? It, I have no idea. It's um, wow. There's some theories. I'll get to the theories at the end. Because, um, like, that's not, like, an altitude thing. No. I, I can see that. Oh, phew. Jesus. No, I, 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 I do not think that's an altitude thing. Also, I don't think they no. were that... They weren't so high that they needed oxygen tanks either. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, yeah. say. Like, we're just at the beginning of this venture. Yeah, and if you recall earlier, I mentioned that Sasha uh, was, like, the instructor's, like, little buddy. So she runs over to his body and trying to wake him up, and she's crying. The whole group is just kind of like frozen in shock. You know, they're having a bad time. Yeah. Um, as the group approached Ludmila, she starts to scream with the eye blood and the mouth blood, and uh, apparently she didn't have a seizure. She instead dropped dead over Sasha's body. Oh, fuck. Now, uh... This is where I'm going to kind of like pause because th- th- this is documented in every story that I've read. Um, but this is where uh, the stories are like, if you've heard a different version of what I'm about to tell you, that's fine because I read three of them and I tried to piece them from the most yeah. uh, like common ones. Because like a lot of these sources are translated, like Google translated from Russian. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure depending on which thing you're using to decode it, it probably comes out a little bit differently and then you have yeah. a writer's spin on top of it, perhaps. So it's like the volume of liquid coming from the face was alarming yeah, yeah. to much people. Like you know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so uh there's this is um there's also speculation as to what the one witness uh claims of this, right? Um but they're they're also not doing it in a way to, uh, in an accusatory way because like the hell is that? Anyway, sound like a big vroom vroom. Yeah, I think it's the douche nozzles outside. So oh. the groose, uh, bleh, 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 the groose, the group is of course completely baffled by this behavior, uh, and we all deal with stress in different ways, you know. Um, and let's see what category uh, can be uh, you you fall into. Like, what would you do in this situation? probably just get really horny so dennis yeah I would get that's a- how i cope with uh stress and anxiety <laughs> i don't know uh i just eat i would just grab a sandwich and start eating um dennis 
do I make you horny? I could just picture us being there, and you're just like rubbing yourself, and I'm just like hiding in the corner eating a cock, like a, a cock. I'm eating a cock. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I was going to say a chocolate bar, but like, I don't know. That's a Freudian slip. I just carry cocks in my pockets, and I eat them on mountains. Yeah, because this is the thing. This is a traumatizing incident and a terrible thing to have happened to one person, let alone two. And everyone deals with grief and horror and uh, anxiety in different ways. So you do what you need to do to get you through as long as you're not hurting someone else, which is just me rubbing myself violently. So let's um, see what this group does. So Dennis, uh, he makes a beeline for, uh, behind some large rocks. Valentina just stood there frozen in shock. Tatiana fell to her knees and started to cry, uh, which, you know, understandable. Yep. Uh, but then she started to smash her head against a rock. Over, oh, oh, fuck you. Over fuck it, you. Over until she okay. basically smashed her head open and, like, died. Okay, so the dude that took cover behind the other rocks, did he, like, catch wind and start thinking immediately this is something, like, contagious that's, like, taking over the group, like, one by one in very quick succession? He might have, yes. Yeah, yes, now we have but, a third person. But what the fuck there's, is that? There's, there will be no satisfying answers, I promise you. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Timur, uh, he also started to make a run for it. Unfortunately for him, he fell to the ground. You know, he had the eye blood, the mouth blood, and the convulsing uh, and from the ears, too, apparently. Um, and uh, I should also mention that these are convulsions. There is also, like, they're tearing at their clothes and stuff like that. Uh, Vika, she starts to run, and um, she made it to safety, uh, or like for a few feet, and then she starts to vomit the blood, and you know, you know the rest, like you know. Jesus Christ! So all this bullshit happens in the space of like a few minutes. Valentina, the girl who was like stood still, like paralyzed in fear, uh, and Dennis are the only ones who are left. In a panic, the two were like, "Oh, okay, let's get the hell out of here." And uh, they started to head towards the woods um, because their friends were all killed by a seeming nothing, you know. Uh, as they're running yeah. towards the woods, Dennis fell the same fate of the, the other members of the group uh, with the mouth and the eye and the ear blood. And Val- now we just have Valentina left. So poor Valentina, she just uh, she ran into the woods and spent the night and with what little provisions and gear she had. Lucky for her, this wasn't her first mountain climb, so she's not a schlub. She did the best that she could. She um, slept under a tree with, like, uh, in a makeshift hut of sorts. Um, but it was still crap, you know. She still has to get her survival stuff. And uh, so the yeah. following day, she heads back to the nasty place where everyone died. Oh, and, uh, she head she heads back there? Well, because she she needs, she needs provisions, and that's where all the stuff is, you know. Okay, okay, okay. So Cause, okay, because she's she's in the, she's stuck yeah. in the woods, and she's like, "Thank God I grabbed the pop tarts," and then she's like, "Oh, these are cherry," <laughs> and she knows that the, <laughs> the s'mores pop tarts are up back at base, right? That's funny, yeah. but then yeah, then then how long of a trip is it back down to like civilization? Well, that's that's the thing that she she doesn't know, right? So she's gonna try to get like a map and stuff. So she was able to scrounge up like a map, some food, some sleeping bags, etc. So now we have Valentina. She wandered around away uh, where the incident happened for about like three days. Uh, She found a repeater tower, um, thinking, "Oh, there should be like a shed or some houses or people nearby." Uh, but any sheds or houses were like fully abandoned near this uh, repeater tower. So mm-hmm. she heads down to the Sneznanya, which is a river south of where the incident happened. And she made a camp there near a river. And it was on the fourth day that she was out. She was found uh, alive, but in rough shape. Um, and it's extremely lucky, too, because uh, the chances of anyone having been on that river rafting or boating or doing whatever is quite rare uh in fact yeah. uh, she was noticed by stretching her sleeping bag over some bushes near the river to i guess dry out and some tourists uh from kiev are the ones who noticed it and they're the ones who rescued her um so the first chance that these ukrainians uh and valentina had they contacted someone uh, to get a helicopter out to investigate the 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 first small village at the first small village they found uh and all of this happened on august 9th so we got a survivor. She tells the authorities what happened. 
and she's like, the rest of my crew are up there. Like, uh, who knows? They might still be alive, but let's face it. Yeah, no. who knows the shape that she yeah. left the group in? Yeah. Well, the way that you're explaining this too, like the series of events, like everything here, for as horrifying as it is, with all the physical ailments, could be rationalized or explained away pretty easily like maybe not easily but pretty believably to the common person like say they came across some sort of weird like gas pocket or this or that some sort of like ecological thing that took hold and they had this reaction this physical reaction there, like, there are theories but the one woman yeah that just obliterates her face against a rock and doesn't bleed at the eyes and just start convulsing that is like what throws me for a loop yeah that one <laughs> that one's unsettling else. yeah yeah because like why did everyone else react in this one way except for the survivor and this other person she probably was, she was like guys i can do it too and uh, i don't know who knows what happened there. <laughs> um, um so uh just to recap um, they go to the authorities going on August 9th saying, hey, this this is what happened. You got to send a helicopter out there. And I mentioned that because uh, the helicopters finally made their way to the group from Kazakhstan, uh, but they left on August 21st, almost two oh, weeks shit. after they were told, hey, there's dead people in the mountains. You should probably check that out. Usually that's a, we're right on it. Um, and it wasn't until the 26th that the helicopters found anything. Uh, the search party was none too pleased that of uh, at to what they found either, you know, because like they showed up there and like what the fuck, you know. Um, well, and of course, what did they expect to find with what they were told they were looking yeah, for? And, <laughs> and uh, the difference between here and like um, Yetlov Pass is there's no snow here. Like this is August. It's cold, but it's not like snowy. Mm-hmm. You know, it like it would rain like slush, but that that's about it. Like it was just really yeah. cold and wet. Um, and to quote what the rescuers said in an article in the Baikal Daily uh, RU, um, and uh, again, this is a uh, Google translation, so you know, forgive the translations. Uh, the picture was creepy. The bodies were already swollen. The orbits of all were completely eaten out. Almost yeah. all the dead were dressed in thin leotards with three barefoot. The leader was lying on top of... Uh, Alexandra, and that's supposed to be Alexander slash Sasha. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get to the autopsies. Is what, the leotard thing supposed to be creepy, or were they just all just happening? <laughs> did they all die wearing leotards, or did I someone think else it's a translation thing? Leotards. <laughs> I, I think I think the leotards is a translation thing. I don't know why I'm hung up on leotards. Well, because it's funny. It's a funny word. You think of leopards. Yeah. You think of um, well, it's yeah. leotards. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a funny clothing item. Uh, yeah, but it's. Uh, I, I think they were trying to say like long johns or something, or like underwear. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's like a Google Translate issue, if if you ask me. Okay. Uh, so let's get to the, the autopsies. What do they all say? Hypothermia, with the exception of Ludmila, because her uh, cause of death was a heart attack. Okay, so they didn't die right away when this sudden. Yes, and that's kind of a thing onslaught. that's puzzling too, because. Uh, of course, you don't have to be an expert on this to know that bleeding from the eyes and ears and mouth are not a sign of heart attack or hypothermia, right? Uh, I don't know what the fuck that's a sign of. Yeah. Your brain leaking out of your orifices. So um, let's get into internet theories. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot <laughs> of... Should be, that should be a segment for each episode that we do with a little jingle. Internet theories. You know, just like bullshit. <laughs> Internet theories doing it in the night time. I don't know. We'll, we'll think of something. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. Um, you know, a lot of the uh, the internet sleuths are saying like, well, why did they camp here? Um, I read an article on mountains, and I'm an expert now. So why they should have camped here <laughs> instead? You know, like for every one useful internet sleuth that points out something that everyone else has missed. Yeah, there are thousands thousands of people muddling information and just getting in the way and also, spreading false information. Also, since it's happened in 93, Valentina is still around to this day. Um, yeah. And uh, sites like Dietlov Pass have actually reached out to her to see if she wants to talk, but she prefers not to. Uh, yeah. Because apparently this incident may have caused a lot of PTSD in her, you know? Yeah. 
And I'm sure. By the way, that that episode we did uh, a few episodes back, where I reached out to that uh, one, I think it was a South African school student who witnessed that UFO encounter. Uh, Yeah. So I got the confirmation that she had read my message. But then she never responded. So yeah. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I still follow her. Like, her works good. Yeah. You know? Didn't didn't expect that to shake out any other way. But uh, you know, it was uh, fun to sort of see that. So okay. Sorry. Go on. So um, the official theory, of course, is that Ludmila, the instructor, had a lapse in judgment, camped in a spot where they shouldn't have. It snowed. They all got hypothermia, with the exception of Ludmila, who had a heart attack. Uh, possibly due to the extreme stress of seeing her favorite boy die. Uh, but the questionable stuff about the that official theory is that um, what about Valentina's eyewitness account? Um, and if that's and two, if that's the case, why did the hel- t- helicopter take almost two weeks to go out? The official reason given for the tardiness of the helicopter was uh, quote unquote for unnamed reasons. Uh, oh, that being said, <laughs> so nothing. Let's say something oh. messed up happened to the group and. Um, you know, that could be kept in the realm of the explainable. Uh, you know, uh, she did get separated from her party, spent days in the woods, and did rummage through her d- dead friend's stuff for supplies. And it's very um, traumatic for a 17-year-old. Uh, so there's a chance that she's just so in shock that she's not remembering it correctly because it's she saw something yeah, horrible, you know? The bulk of this story is coming from one person, and they could have said anything about what happened up there. When it's just one person's eyewitness testimony, but um, it is still odd. So, uh, let's get into one, uh, one theory here. Uh, it's the they saw something theory, um, and that one is that they witnessed some sort of Russian military action that promptly got them all killed. Uh, the problem with that theory is that um, they didn't kill Valentina. In addition to that fact is that uh, the place is commonly known to have tourists, so if the military were doing secret stuff there, they weren't being very secretive about it. Yeah, there's holes there. Uh, there's the toxic water theory, and this one is basically that the group got their water from uh, Lake Baikal, uh, which is just north of the site. Uh, the problem with this lake is that it's a bit of a dumping ground for toxic waste. It's mm-hmm. possible that Valentina ingested less of it or had a different water source. Um, it's also possible that the toxicology report would have looked for specific toxic chemicals um, that are related to like poisons or other things, not toxics you dump in the lake, like, you know. So mm-hmm. it, it probably didn't uh, show up on the autopsy. Uh, another theory mushrooms. Uh, this one kind of makes sense. Um, this theory is that Lumila was a forager, which would make uh, sense giving her profession for breakfast. She may have gathered some mushrooms, some of which, some of them, which were probably not the right ones, and they all ate poisonous mushrooms and went into comas, uh, dying from hypothermia or, in Lumila's case, uh, the heart attack. Uh, Valentina, the survivor, may have eaten less or had a tolerance to the mushrooms, or probably just didn't eat them because uh, if she's like me, they're disgusting. Uh, she may have hallucinated everyone's bloody eyes or mouth uh, if she if she did eat them. Oh, um, she probably hid in the forest in a paranoid state. Um, That's an interesting point. It is an interesting point because I can kind of see this playing out. It doesn't seem impossible at all. Yeah, that um, her eyewitness testimony could have been skewed by something she ingested that she didn't know was yeah. altering. But there's no her recollection of things. The thing about that is that there's no proof to back it up, uh, and also I think it. I'm not sure how autopsies work, but I think it should have showed up on the uh, toxicology report. Mm-hmm. Um, now, let me ask you this. For the one person that uh, freaked out and sort of bashing their head against the rock, was that their cause of death or still hypothermia? Like, that was just enough to put them out and then... Well, she probably didn't, like... Eventually. I'm sure they didn't take her pulse. She probably just, like... Uh, and also, you're probably... Yeah, fair uh, point. This is also, like, a 17-year-old. She was probably having a convulsion, and it looked like she was bashing her head against a rock on purpose, but it was probably not on purpose. Oh, true. And then she knocked herself out, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Bizarre. Now, uh, hold on. I've just got to find my place here. Um, okay, so uh, this theory... Um, this one's intense. This is the nerve agent theory. Um, oh, and remember, this is just a theory, and thanks. This is like uh, the only word, uh, place I saw this theory was from the YouTuber Cadaver. 
Um, check out his channel. Gas. Yeah, yeah. Gas. See, that like I like what I said earlier. Like I threw out gas just as like a yeah that seems like a plausible explanation that could be very easily believed. Yeah, but you were actually, you were saying natural makes gas. Sense. You were saying natural gas, and there's there's not really a lot of natural gases that do that. Uh, no, unless, I'm sure unless, there unless you're like near some. like extreme volcano. Like yeah, you, usually what you if have it's be... a thing that people don't know about. I don't know. It's just like a kind of gas. Yeah, it, um, but it's nothing. Nat- it's not a natural gas. If it was, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Continue. So uh, the ones who, re- um, sorry, let, let me just find my place. Um, so if you know anything about like uh, nerve uh, nerve gas and nerve agents, is that uh, they will cause you to bleed from your bleed from your orifices. Um, you know, I learned about nerve gases uh, like in World War One. They would teach you that in school. Um, like mustard gas, they like that would fuck people up, and the Geneva Convention was like, "You can't do this." Yeah, yeah. Um, we got. To, but there's one agent. Rules of engagement for war. There's one agent uh, called Novichok. Now, Novichok is a class of um, of nerve agent developed by the Russians and the Soviet Union between the 1970s and the 1990s. Mm-hmm. In fact, production uh, apparently ended in 1993, the same year of our story. Um. Compared to VX gas, the gas um, that was used in the Iran-Iraq war in the 1980s, Novichok is 10 times as deadly and 20 times as deadly as sarin gas, uh, which is the gas used by Amshin Rikio in the attacks in the 1990s. Uh, it's also being used uh, in Syria, um, which is not good. Novichok was never used in a war that we know of, uh, but it is known to have been tested in the Humara Daban Mountains. Because this gas is so, because this gas is so strong, it's classified as a weapon of mass destruction, and it has been banned in the chemicals wep- the chemical weapons accord between the United States and the Soviet Union. Oh man, chemical weapons are nasty, nasty. Not just shit. any weapons are nasty. Well, except just for like burn you alive from the inside out. You know what? Actually, uh, one gun from a movie I would like is the gun from The Fifth Element, the one that does everything. Shoots rocket launchers, grenades, and nets, and has a flamethrower. The bullets yeah, know yeah. where to go, like if you hit the target once. Coolest gun in any movie. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, so, uh, if the hikers were exposed to this nerve agent, it's likely by accident it would fall into play with the autopsy report. Um, the bleeding from the orifice, the heart attack, which is actually a side effect of nerve gas, and yes, the hypothermia, because the gas might have knocked them out um, or put them in a coma, and uh, then just being exposed to the elements would make your official cause of death hypothermia. It is unlikely that this culprit, however, it's not completely impossible. There, uh, There is a theory on medium.com that even they admit is hypothetical, the gas residue from the mountains might have collected into a spot and mixed with water. When the water was evaporating in the morning, um, it could have dispersed in the air, causing a bad time for our friends from Kazakhstan. Um, This theory, however, does support the reason why the helicopters took so long to be dispatched because um, if they probably heard from military saying, like, don't go up there for a few days, you know? Although it, it, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't explain... Or kept them busy on other assignments, just saying that... Uh, it doesn't... Because you know, who the fuck owns these helicopters? <laughs> it doesn't explain why uh, our our hero of the story uh, survived. Uh, although she might have just been, like, extremely lucky, you know? Yeah, like, maybe just the position that she was in relative to the group, if she happened to be, you know, not downwind or something, but didn't take the brunt of the gas. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. now um though uh, that is my favorite theory um uh i, I if, if you had to ask me which one is the most likely i think they were poisoned somehow and i think they were poisoned unintentionally yeah i think whatever right. this was was probably unintentional whether it was yeah. poisoning or whether it was the gas whatever it was it's yeah just like, it, the, the uh, chemical i, I don't see any like macabre motive behind this at least none that i can no. piece together from this information you but laid out for me but the eyewitness accounts are chilling they're bone chilling yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah it's like awful yeah <laughs> it is it is terrible too because like you look at this group and they're all like young fresh-faced people and you're like you want you want good things to happen to them you want them to go to school and fall in love you know <laughs> <laughs> not 
bash their brains out no, against no, the no, rock. No, no, no. There's um, now th- this is a big cock teaser, and I apologize in advance um, because a lot of websites. Uh, and a lot of like articles I've read is, and uh, would say like we're not going to pay heed to the UFO story with like that you know like ooh the hi- the text is highlighted and you click on the link and it brings you to a four <laughs> four and like no so I'm sorry to give you blue balls on this one a lot of sites like to cite the let's not get into the UFO theory uh, you know and most of them pr- don't provide any links and so I looked around I went on Reddit because like where else are you going to find this shit um, and I think. I think I, I ran. I just ran into a case that assumes there's a UFO theory, a UFO theory, because you know which mystery doesn't tie them in somehow, you know. Um, but I'm sorry, especially folks, with the uh, internet sleuths, man. If you guys know the internet, uh, you know, if you know the internet, then you probably know where to find this UFO-related story. So uh, let me know. Man, that coffee did not help. <laughs> Yeah, man, I could use another layer of nonsense over this story. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, again, I can't recommend That's... Cadaver's video enough. Uh, check him out on YouTube. I watch. I watched this thing three times because I was just so like, oh, this is cool. Uh, and also, I he goes into the specifics about the nerve gas. That's just really impressive. You know, for if he did this on his own with like just internet research, like fucking hats off to this guy. Yeah. Um, Good for him, man. That's the kind of thing, too. I kind of wonder if someone just like, you know, mistakenly or like intentionally dropped canisters of something in that area for testing purposes long before. And maybe one didn't detonate or wasn't triggered until they came upon it somehow. It would make make sense because you think about like even to this day, there are still like uh, uh, landmines in Europe. Yes. Like London that from leftover from World War Two. And it's just. Yeah. It's, that's just bonkers. It, like, imagine you're, it's 2020 and you're, or 21, and you, you and your family are walking down the beach, and then your dog runs over the uh, landmine, and boof, you know, no more fluffy. And, yeah, or God forbid you live in fucking Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Vietnam, or like in any country that has this stuff, uh, you know, Cambodia, or I don't yeah. Know. And, um, but to think that oh someone God. put that there for a specific en- enemy. 80 years ago and it just got forgotten and then you walk by and it's just like my day has come and yeah 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 god man who knows that is and that's the thing too with the autopsy and what they had the cause of deaths being ruled out as you might not be looking for anything too foul there on the scene when you're investigating Mm -hmm. you know because you know they're there, they're dead, they're bloated, they died from hope, hypothermia. It's easy enough. That's <laughs> why dig any deeper. Um, that's that's fucking weird. You you know what I would like to recommend uh, while we're while we're still on the air here, I would like to recommend that people go back and listen to our Seastill Hotel episode. It was one of the first episodes I think we did. Yeah, with a, uh, with Alisa Lamb. Yeah, and the reason why I would like to recommend people go back and listen to that episode is. Obviously, there's a new Netflix docuseries called Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Yeah. And uh, I got to say, for as much production value goes into a Netflix documentary series produced by Ron Howard, okay. I think we probably did a better, more streamlined job of actually just explaining what happened. I... <laughs> With definitely I, far less nonsense. I saw that show on Netflix and I got so excited. I didn't know it was uh, done by Ron Howard. Um, yeah, he's one of the producers of it. Which so. now makes me angry because I'm like, Ron, you're, you're better than this. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's, it was a very like... I, I, I Okay, to be fair... I didn't finish the whole series. I'm like, told I, I I'm, know everything that there is to know about that, which I'm, isn't a lot. I'm told the last episode is the best one, but okay. it's, it's, I don't want to watch the whole... Because I, I started watching the first episode, and I was like, ooh, that's, that's cringy, you know? Um, yeah, but there's like there's no ending to the story. We know that going into that. And also, like the whole thing could have been condensed into like one hour and a half documentary. If you really wanted to, there's a yeah. lot of stretching of it like, it should have been an episode internet of Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, that would yeah, be yeah. much better. There's a lot of like internet sleuthing sort of like uh, clips, just people over and over again on YouTube. Just being like, there's something wrong going on here. There's something more morbid at play, blah, 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 blah. Like this is all just like nonsense. 
Hey, you people you, are talking you, out your butts and painting a picture that isn't really there, and um, they're treating it with like levity and credit in the show, yeah. which I find to be kind of like insulting <laughs> to people that actually did work on the case. Probably well, you and I are not <laughs> sleuths. Uh, no, we never claim to be. God, but no. We just like talking about this stuff. Also, uh, I would love to go find Bigfoot with you one day, but uh, I'm just uh, more interested in like camping the... and goofing off in the woods. We're yeah, not gonna, we're not gonna find big area. Yeah, no, and nor would I ever expect to. But even just to be in an area where like there's recorded encounters and just like be in that sort of vicinity and maybe just relive or play out the story in our heads is just interesting. And yes, just goof around in the forest and have a fun time. Yeah, I want to be like Fred um, Penner running around in the forest playing guitar. You know, oh, uh, that'd be fantastic. That'd be fantastic. But yeah, man, just uh, that docu series was just uh, not good. Um, so not to toot our own horns, but I certainly don't want to you know, shit on anybody. But uh, that show was just ugh. I it it, it cut that that's down. the thing is that there's a lot of people could have done do, better. There's a lot of um, studios who focus on true crime and things like that, and mm-hmm. I think it's very hot. This this seemed like someone's first right attempt now. at 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 this sort of thing. You know, it it just didn't feel like I was watching a. Uh, true crime thing. It felt like I was watching a true crime show that was happening on a show that exists already, like Arrested Development. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Like yeah, you're yeah. watching it through like the lens of like a parody of a true crime yeah, show yeah, because it's very poorly put together. You know when you know whenever you watch like a sitcom and someone has a freak out and they start playing like their like whatever music producer's version of death metal is on there. Oh you know? my god! And it yeah. always sounds like shit. Like yeah, it, 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 it's like oh you don't you heard metal and be like yeah it just be loud and shitty you know and, and that's that's what they think metal's like you <laughs> know and, or and punk you know conveying there's so there's so many here. punk bands out there there's so many metal bands that you could just been like hey uh we'll give you 500 bucks to put this on the show and we own the rights and they'll gladly do it you know? oh <laughs> like, for sure for sure they'll do it for a pack of cigarettes it doesn't matter yeah and uh that's that's so weird uh, another thing too, I would like to plug. I've been listening to a little bit lately. Is uh, there's a new Unsolved Mysteries official companion podcast? Oh, really? Unsolved Mysteries. So it doesn't touch on anything from the show. It just talks about new and current missing persons cases and um, strange true crime events and missing. Uh, and you know, it does touch on some uh, paranormal esque phenomena and abduction stuff. So. Yeah, it's been a good show. I've been enjoying listening to it, so I'm going to recommend that to people too. I've been watching nothing new. I've just been uh, um, today. I was watching Bob's Burgers. Oh, it's just good. Just yeah, just no stress. Background just, noise. Yeah. Just yeah. I've been trying. I've, I've been trying to come up with warm. a new character. Uh, uh, I'm drawing uh, this comic, and I want to make uh, Fat Jeebus. Okay, it's like Jesus, but he was a fat little fat baby. Uh, yeah, okay. and I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a little comic where, like, uh, you know, they're he's in the manger, is a little fat little baby in in the crib, you know, and then like Joseph and Mary are like, "Hey, where'd all the animals go?" And the kid just burps out like a sheep skull. Like, <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. You could do some fun stuff with the whole, uh, you know, multiplying bread and fish gag that Jesus <laughs> used to do. Something like that. It's like it's like yeah. There's enough fish. Uh, there's enough like loaves and fishes ground for everyone, and everyone's like yay. And then Jesus, your followers are parched in the desert. They're dehydrated in need of water. And he just like has one jug of water, but he turns it into like a bunch of giant jugs of milkshakes. <laughs> but then like everyone like is like you know they get sick from the milkshakes because like very quickly it goes bad in the desert heat and a bunch of people are lactose intolerant or something i don't know you can have fun with it i'm thinking like the lazarus one i'm like there's something there there's something i can do there where he Uh, he moves the boulder you know and he comments about how the boulder looks like a giant ferro rocher but it's not because he checked already (laughs) yeah Or, or he could like open I mean, it's like, it's an easy target, but he could just roll away the boulder and be like, oh, it smells like Arby's in here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't want to pick on Arby's. That's that's uh, the Simpsons do that. Because uh, you know yeah, what? Well, you know what? I will eat at Arby's before I eat at McDonald's. 
I'll be honest, Arby's is pretty good. But yeah, yeah those curly like, fries. Mm. They're delicious. The yeah. case of it's good. They got the roast beef sandwiches. I like them all. I wish that there were more Arby's. It's like, you know, Taco Bell is low hanging fruit. They get pot shots. I Arby's love Taco Bell. But I love both of them. Yeah. I think it's you know, I could stand to see more. Oh man, I I'm just, getting... I just love that this has turned into like, oh, let's talk about our favorite foods. <laughs> oh man, I'm hung I'm hungry. I'm the not hungry. I, I eat a lot of uh, pad thai. Oh, yeah. delicious pad thai. I my uh, lovable satanic coworker Tom. Uh, so like everyone in the office and like everyone at the whole company is like pretty square. Yeah, and like Tom is weird as hell, and everyone just sort of treats Tom like fucking Tom. <laughs> yeah, Throw which Tom. I'm like. Yeah, uh, like no one, no one is ever like, man. Tom was telling me about this crazy thing, or like Tom was this, Tom was that. People just like deflect and ignore but he is so interesting and so hilarious and like you know i i feel like i kind of get his vibe so like every once in a while he'll walk by my office and just throw me something weird and i'll be like yes i just love yes, it tom I, I start getting jealous i'm like he doesn't sound that cool <laughs> like, no, he's, he's like the other day he walked by my office and he like stopped mid-stride and he just turned to me and said hey you ever think about just like covering yourself up to your chin in a bathtub with pad thai? I never like, thought about yeah. that, but I would have. Like, done I that never thought today. about yeah, that, yeah. but that's that sounds great. Yeah, yeah, and that's how I want. And I just yeah, we we just laughed and talk about how awesome pad thai is, and then he'll just go off and start talking about Nikola Tesla for like, like twenty minutes. Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> she's like fuck Thomas Edison, Nikola Tesla. Because he's talking about like argon gas and who created fluorescent tubes. Because we work at a light, light uh, like a like a sign company, and uh, it's just funny. He, the guy like worships Nikola Tesla. You, you don't use LEDs? No, we use LEDs. Okay, because I, I assume LED. you're replacing a bunch of like, fluorescent tubes with LEDs, right? Because like I feel like um, fluorescent yeah, tubes are on the way out. That. Yeah. Fluorescent tubes, and that's another thing that Tom was talking to me about. Like, yeah, fluorescent tubes are definitely fluorescent tubes are on the way out because you know they're they're bulky. You need a you. ballast. You need weird voltage. They're for some bulky. Of them. They're yeah. dangerous. They cost more. They emit more heat. They're harder to maintain. They're hard on the eyes. They faster. sound stupid. Yeah. The only so, fun yeah, thing like, is like smashing them, tubes. and even that's dangerous. Yeah, I have a giant scar on my arm from. Uh, Getting sliced open for with a fluorescent tube. I could just I, work I could just picture you like you. But yeah, and, like fluorescent tubes are gross. Yeah, I just picture you like you and Mike. Uh, Argon your, gas at your old job, and like you and Mike have like the uh, those like fluorescent tubes, and you're having like lightsaber fights with them. You know, and he's, <laughs> he's got like two of them. That, that's and it's like dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> <laughs> that's playing... totally a scene from the 40 year old virgin do you remember that that's not a scene from 40 year old virgin is it yeah yeah they have like uh fluorescent light tube fights are you out kidding on the me dock and they're just smashing them over each other's I, yeah it is it is I, I thought that was just something i did with like co-workers back in the day no 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 people do that and we did that on a construction site and we were just like because we had thousands of like fluorescent tubes and someone had the bright idea of instead of collecting all these tubes and taking them to the proper recycling facility that actually accepts them because of the dangerous chemicals, we'll just smash them all in this unventilated space, sweep up all the glass and dust, and take them to the normal dump. And of course, sweeping up thousands of smashed fluorescent tubes and putting them in garbage bags, what do they do? Well, they slice open the garbage bags and you in the process. So it's a stupid thing, but uh, I did it because what the fuck else was i gonna do because no one was listening to me yeah fair <laughs> enough yeah um but yeah that's funny but yeah uh fluorescent tubes are terrible um actual neon tubes and argon gas is terrible like the people that are left that uh do any sort of actual uh neon tube work are all dying of cancer <laughs> like that sounds about right yeah there's only a few people yeah there's only a few people left that actually like can physically do it that are physically doing it still um like neon light is great 
it looks fantastic, but it's like, oh my god, like so terrible, not worth doing. This is me like being uh, going off on sign nerd talk because of work because of Tom, but uh, it's yeah, terrible, terrible it's thing. Weird, so if like, someone wants neon, you tell them not to get neon. There's faux neon you could do that looks the same to the untrained eye. I, re- I remember with, uh, I would LEDs. play with those like uh, electronic kits as a kid. And they had LEDs in them, but uh, like th- that meant something completely different like 30 years ago, you know? It's because uh, back then... What do you mean? Because L- LEDs back then, they would admit, admit light, but they were like the lights, like when you turn on your vacuum and a little light goes on or you turn on your amp, like it wasn't a light that was used to like illuminate something. It was just a light to let you know that something oh. was on, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They it was a very different type of LED because, yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't giving off that sort of... Yeah. I love that's, LEDs. That's I don't know. Power. Yeah, they're yeah. they're interesting. Yeah. Um, they're energy yeah, efficient. Like, you know, they're low waste. They last a long time. Yeah, they do. It's yeah. the wave of the future, man. It's, it's funny too how you get like lights. <laughs> we we get this like sort of thing sometimes where we intentionally get orders or custom jobs where we have to try to make lights and signs look shittier than they actually are. So like, oh, to give a post like a rustic look. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or like give it like a weird distressed, like shitty yellow light or like to negate the types of light that you have coming through in the LEDs or the power um, because you want it to look like this bulb's a little bit brighter than that one. Or like there's all these uh, different techniques they use on the shop floor for faux distress where sometimes they just like uh, do like wash paints on metal to give it a distressed look. Sometimes mm-hmm. they actually like grind it down and apply like vinegars or acids. Uh, this is fucking boring, actually. Why are we talking about this? People aren't going to want to listen to this. Sure, this is sign talk <laughs> with Lou and Pat. But it's, a, but it's a good thing we were talking about this at the end of the episode, not the beginning. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. people would have fucking tuned hey, it out. Hey, this is chemicals, right you know? We were talking about our lives as well. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. It, 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 the, the show is called This Might Sound Crazy. Like, you know, and, and, and now we're just sounding like crazy men in their mid-30s. I, I don't know. I'm older than you are, but, you know. You know what might sound crazy is anyone using fluorescent tubes still. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And you know what? Uh, the, <laughs> the best way to commute to your job is by going up by 90. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You shed 10 minutes. traffic yeah. and the weather and directions. It's just like, man. I, I remember... Um, hey, I'm taking the old missus out to the Olive Garden this weekend. Get a nice plate of bread. <laughs> best day ever. You know. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's people ask you, "Hey, man, what was that time you played a show in a crack house?" And I'm like, eh, I don't want to talk about that." I'm like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I remember I was on a job site um, a year or two ago, and it was right up the street from where uh, what was that rundown, ramshackled shit house uh, where everyone used to play shows, and like there was holes in the floor. Oh, Siesta Nouveau. Yes, the nouveau. Yeah, yeah that, and that's like, the, that is the crack house I was talking about. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so like. The I went upstairs house to find house, a like, bathroom so I can throw up, and I went into a room and people are just smoking crack through pop cans, and I'm like, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's sorry, sir, thing. and I'm like, and I'm and like, like there's out. no like working plumbing or like there wasn't always power, and there was yeah. like holes in the roof, and leaking water would come through when it rained, and it was just a whole shit show. And I was on a job site close to there not too long ago, and. Obviously, that place is gone, and that whole area that used to be a ramshackle, you know, crack street is gentrified, and there's all these fucking, like, cupcake stores. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how you know why people have moved in, I and mean, there's, like, uh, you know, a vegan gluten-free cupcake shop. Yeah, that's a real thing, and there's all these, like, ladies carrying yoga mats <laughs> yeah. around. And I'm also pretending, like... Yeah, I would definitely buy a cupcake from that store. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, like, it's not like I'm so cool that I wouldn't fucking eat that cupcake. But it's just like I remember being on a job site where they're doing this like new fucking condo development, and I'm there for work, and I'm like, man, what a different capacity this is for me to be in this area, you know, where a few years prior to that I would have been in the ramshackled crack den playing punk shows uh, with my foot falling through the floorboards and stomping out rats. And now it's like, oh, I'm here to uh, meet the fucking bylaw inspector for this condo development. And it's just bizarre. Uh, well, life takes turns. Let's say uh, we put a pin in it and uh, we'll, we'll call this an episode. How's that? I used to, I used to be someone, Lou. <laughs> 
<laughs> I used to have dreams. Nah, I'm way cooler now. Yeah. I, I, I say, I think I'm I say that. Now. I've been drawing a lot lately. <laughs> That's um, the way. But I, 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 uh, I was talking to a friend uh, a couple days ago. My uh, my friend Luke, who plays in uh, uh, Gargoyle. Um, yeah. And he was. Uh, I was telling him like. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't want to pick up my bass. I don't want to. I don't feel like playing. And he's like, "Yeah, man, just it'll come back. And if it doesn't, it doesn't." You know? Yeah, that that's good for him to say that, man. Because so many people will be like, "No, man, you just gotta like pick it up. You just can't let it go." Maybe he's like, "No, let the dream die." Also, let uh, it die. Let it die, and then get a new dream because you're allowed yeah. to do that. You don't need to hold on to something. You know. Also, check out Gargoyle. They're really good. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to. I've been listening to a little bit more metal lately. I was listening to uh, the Dillinger Escape Plan discography and sort of just going through it and just like, man, there's some great music that still holds up and I still really like. He's friends and with the bass player. Me. My my friend Lucas friends with the bass player from Dillinger. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. But it, it sort of got me like missing shows. Like, oh, remember seeing a band that you really really liked. Because I remember like the last few years of going to shows because we were playing shows. And yes, I enjoyed being in our band and writing the music that we wrote. But also all the bands we played with were all fucking terrible. Not and all of them. Not all of them. But like, you know, they might have been good, but it's not my thing. Or they were just fucking terrible. And, uh, you know, it's just like I miss like going to a show where it's like, oh, I really like this band and I'm going out tonight. You know to I, see I, I don't think most of the bands that you played with were terrible. I think it's just you remember the terrible ones. You don't remember the the good semi good ones, you know, like if there's bands I've seen that I'm like, this is not my thing, but I, I see the merit in this. You know, this guy's fun to watch live and, you know, yeah, I'm definitely then, I'm definitely being too. I'm definitely discounting them too much. You're yeah. definitely being. But like I have played You're shows correct. like that one dude who uh brought a bunch he thought he was like I'm going to do a noise project and it just sounded like um uh like TV static for like 15 fucking minutes and it didn't it's not like he was playing TV static through effect pedals it just sounded like TV static. Yeah, and, that guy sucks. And then the other day I figured out what it might have been is I was trying to send a digital signal to an analog input and it just sounds like it just sounds like that. Yeah. And I'm like, that might have been his issue, you know? Um, yeah, you should call that guy. <laughs> no, no I, dude, I don't know the guy's name. I, I, fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> I used to uh, do, uh, there's like a zine, like indie comic show in like Hamilton that I'd go to for a couple years. Like I would exhibit and sell comics at and like it always had like a small turnout, but it had like good organizers and good vendors. I was like, man, this show could really be so much more. And I uh, helped them like advertise it and like organize it somewhat. Uh, one of the last years that I tabled there, and um, <sighs> against my request and suggestion, they had a uh, noise artist in the corner, like just like doing exactly that, just like playing static and bullshit and just like noises right. and but, sounds like no rhythm no tone no see, i i really need, need to know anything it's like this is just annoying and grating and like i understand 15 minutes of it but he did it for four hours throughout see, the entire afternoon for the entire show and it's like man you guys deserve to fail if you're doing this type of shit because like it, i understand giving someone a shot and giving someone a showcase but fucking four hours, like that's too much for anyone to be into it. Like, I don't want to watch Rush. But play here's here's the thing, Pat. and I fucking like Rush. Here, here's the thing: is like you are saying he was playing TV static and, it, and there was no rhythm to it, but it was still noise, right? Yeah. Like that's the thing that I'm trying to get into people's head when I when I talk about this because I've seen noise uh, bands before, and like again, not my thing, but I'm like whatever, it's something different. This guy. It's yeah. like he didn't have his pedals hooked up and he only played TV static. He didn't play TV static through a delay pedal. He didn't play it through a reverb pedal. He didn't add distortion to it. It was just unwavering, yeah. unstopping for 15 minutes. He did not know what he was doing. <laughs> it's like he it's like he bypassed everything and just put in like a TV static generator. And like what you're talking about, that guy who was like, I'm sure that wasn't pleasant. But that guy probably went like boop, 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 and made some weird sounds. Yeah, and that, like he, I, he that's did at have least something, that. You know, he did have that, but yeah. it was still. 
grading for four hours, yeah. man. Like, yeah, like no, I'm get, saying, get a guy who I has don't a classical watch guitar. A band I like that yeah. long for fucking four hours. Get a synth guy. Yeah. Four hours is too long of anything, even if it's a good thing. You, uh, know? you know what? The last concert we, you and I missed was was Thundercat. Yeah, we had tickets yeah. for Thundercat, man, and then COVID. Like it happened a week before COVID. Yeah, which would have been well, probably just about a year ago now, because yep. we're coming up on a year of the pandemic and COVID and just nonsense. But hey, man, you know, Paige got a vaccine. The vaccine's on its way, and there's a way through it. And just continue being safe and trying not to be a dick. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll put out more episodes, but um, like we said in the past, uh, we'll make them when we make them. Yeah, next yeah. episode's going to be another Terminator <laughs> watch along, so fuck you. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to we... watch at least Terminator 2, man. It's yeah. Terminator but, 2. But when we watch Terminator 2, we have to make sure that we watch the same copy because I have, we I have, I have one Blu ray, but it's got like three versions on it. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure out the logistics of it and we'll make sure that the people that watch along are in tune with it too. I don't know if anyone enjoyed that. I'm really like not following along with the listenership like I should, but uh, I enjoy doing that Terminator commentary a lot. So I enjoyed it too. I, um, I listened to it back the other day actually while I was falling asleep and enjoyed it. So You know what? I'm going to look at the stats on it right now because I don't, I don't yeah, look at the stats know. to be honest. This could be like the weekly uh, segment. I think someone looked at the stats recently because there's no updates on it. That are, people just don't like our shit. <laughs> what? Oh, Say oh. that again. I said that, or people just don't like our shit. Wait, no, I don't. Close the ad. <laughs> people, people don't like our shit. Yeah, that's entirely possible. I will say that. I will say this. Every time you regurgitate some of the stats back to me, I am always bewildered at how many people currently listening to the podcast there are, or have been listening to the podcast there are. I don't know. It's. I mean, I don't know. People, people like us. No, some some people out there. I don't know. These comics are selling, so someone's buying them. <laughs> These numbers are slowly climbing. Someone's responsible for it. I don't know who they are, but God bless you. Jobless. <laughs> okay, I gotta go because I really gotta drive some flaming hot Cheetos into me, man. I'm hungry. That veggie burger didn't fill me up earlier. All right. Well, enjoy and uh, thanks for listening, folks. And uh, sorry for our, our uh, insane rants. Or, apologize for nothing you owe it? them nothing <laughs> yeah you know what this sounds good bye-bye i love you buddy and i love you listener all right big tight awkward hugs and sloppy wet kisses everybody <laughs>